Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Sitting in for Chad Burton, Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show little different approach that i have than cfp chad burton does he's got that accreditation i've got a college degree and i've got oh boy 20 plus years of sitting behind the air chair and talking about investing little different approaches and yet we kind of work together he may be the wine whereas i may be the hmm, sports drink (laughs) You kind of need both somewhere in your life. Maybe the sports drink after the wine, right? So the market of stocks marched a little bit higher yesterday after Monday's minor meltdown. We're at hump day, Wednesday. We're in the second week of the year. The first week was great. The second week has turned into a what exactly is going to go on on Capitol Hill question mark. We know that Trump has said that Biden won, that Biden is stepping in with a little bit more momentum than he was in November, which means more of a Democrat agenda, likely, because he got the Georgia runoff seats in the Senate. That is very helpful in trying to say, hey, look, America wants this. So we're going to see a different policy, and that's not the worst thing in the world. Let me explain that ever so briefly. You may like the Republicans. You may hate the Republicans. You may like the Democrats. You may hate the Democrats. But after four to eight years of one, sometimes it's okay for America to have four to eight years of the other. It's almost as if eating hot dogs every single day, you get to the point of, you know what, I could really use a salad. Same thing with Wall Street. It's very cleansing. Again, you don't like that because it's like seeing your home team lose a game or two. I think you're looking for the big picture. If you're a conservative, there's a lot to cheer about what um, President Donald Trump did in office with his Supreme Court nominees and his overall judge nominees and his deregulation of regulations. You may not win everything. You may not get that second term, but you got lower taxes for a period of time, although they're set to expire, which will be what's called a headwind to Wall Street. Wall Street's going to start looking into the future and go, oh, corporate America is going to have to pay maybe 5% more, or they're going to lose 5% of earnings. Wall Street will figure that all out as we get closer. It's going to be okay. Rock, scissors, paper, stone. I believe capitalism is all three. And capitalism is going to win. But during the period of time where you're going, I wonder what's going to happen with this inauguration. I've heard that all 50 states are going to have some sort of violent protest. I've heard... And that's where it gets into this demon unknown. What will happen? 
<laughs> the old phrase, we're going to have to wait and see. Maybe that's what it is, because I can tell you one thing. I'm not an insurgent, and I'm not with the FBI, so I can't exactly tell you what's going to happen. Every major index closed in the green yesterday. But it was the strength of the small caps that made me say, hey, are you diversified? Jim Cramer used to play a stupid game on his uh, TV show, and he may still. But he did a game called Am I Diversified? And he would have people call in and say, hey, Jim, I own Intel. Semiconductor. I own Facebook. Social media company. I own AMD in Semiconductor. I own Twitter. Social media company. I own, and he'd be, oh, all you have is social media and and internet companies. And semiconductors. You're too heavy in tech. You're not diversified. But when he saw you into small caps, mid caps, large caps, when he saw you into transports, retail, tech, uh, financials, he would say, you're diversified. Ding, 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 ding. Yesterday was one of those days where we kind of sit back and go, I'm glad I'm diversified. Because small caps did well. Energy did well. You know what did poorly last year? Small caps and energy. Remember what I said is that sometimes it's okay for your party to lose and to get like a swing in a different direction. Same thing with Wall Street. If tech stock was the only thing that went up for 10 straight years and energy didn't have its day and retail didn't have its day, retail should have its day. One sector goes up for 10 straight years. Everyone who's in that sector is rich. They cash out a little bit and they go spend in retail. They cash out, they go get a bigger mortgage, and they go to banks. They cash out, and they go, I'm going to fly around the world, and they consume oil. It should spread across. Not as beautifully and simply as that, but you get the idea. Plug power is a big winner. Up another 22%. They're into hydrogen fuel cells. And like that's even more of a nirvana or holy grail than, say, electric vehicles. They're up another, t- they're a small company. They're a company, if you look back on, I've been following it for 20 years. And it did nothing, 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 nothing. Oh, a little something. Nothing, 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 nothing. Rocket moon to the, rocket ship to the moon. Suddenly, hydrogen fuel is like, hey, maybe we do need something to believe in other than electric vehicles and renewable energies. If our only byproduct is water, that could save the world. I can go for a drive and water my plants, water my yard. Not quite, but so GM and Renault have announced plans for electric vehicles and clean energy and plug powers right there. So just, I don't know. Do you have exposure to green energy electric vehicles? You should. Two of the most important people in the next four years well, not really one of them, but Biden is a big believer in renewable energies. And in theory, Gavin Newsom, and I say he's important because he's the leader of California, whether you like him or not. He's still in power, even though a recall looks imminent this year. And he said, hey, let's do electric vehicles, all electric vehicles in California by 2035. So that's a pretty big door for you as an investor. If you're thinking in 2035, all cars have to be electric in California, sold. Look at the calendar. You got time. Now, if you're 77 years old, maybe that's not your play because you're going to die probably before it happens. But if you're not, you're going to see slow investment turn into a big snowball of investment, turning into a big boulder of investment, turning into, whoa, 
California is the sixth largest country in the world. So small caps. Yesterday was a good day for the small cap companies. They can't always be denied, and they are starting to break out again. They're having a nice time. Third record close in the past five sessions. If you look at the NASDAQ and the S&P 500, they had, what, 20 record closes last year? It's time for the Russell 2000. Small caps are up 7.7% in 2021. In theory, you have a 401k that has options like small caps, mid caps, large caps, growth stocks, value stocks, European stocks, S&P 500 stocks, big dividend paying stocks. Typically, those are your options. But the first one I said was small caps. You should have some exposure to small cap stocks, somewhere between 5, 10, 15, 20%, depending on you. Consult a burger advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned, any theories ever mentioned on this show, because it's all native to you. Financials fought hard yesterday. They finally closed at new all time highs. That's a positive. When was the last time you went into a bank and went, I want $15 million. I'm drunk. I got this great business idea. It doesn't happen like that, is what I'm trying to tell you. So banks are pretty sober usually in how they approach lending money. So when they're at an all-time high, it's telling you things are okay. And they're making more money lending now that the 10-year treasury is finally moving to the higher end of the yield curve. Hey, I'm Rob Black. I'm sitting in for the one, the only CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at chadburton.com. You can find me at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find Chad Burton at chadburton.com, C-H-A-D-B-U-R-T-O-N.com. On his page, you can grab his podcast. Podcasts have been around for nearly two decades. But the format has come into its own over the last five years. In the United States, estimates are that there are 105.6 million monthly active podcast listeners by the end of 2020. And that's going to more than double the number of podcast listeners from 2018, 45.8 million. So we've jumped from 45.8 million to 105.6 million. In essentially five years, everyone would say that is massive growth. That's a good thing. Listenership spike has brands interested because those are eyeballs, or in this case, ears, right? Sometimes eyeballs. CFP Chad Burton's podcast is also trying to really establish a video hold as well. Advertisers are projected to spend more than $1 billion this year on podcast advertising up in 2021 um, from 479 million in 2018. So again, 479 million to $1 billion in just a few years is a lot of do-re-mi. Podcast audience is not only large, but it's growing. It's also attractive to advertisers. Podcast listeners tend to be young, affluent, educated, and generally open to advertising. Yes, sir, as my children say to me. Not feeling the burn yet? This is a weird week, is it not? I I do believe it is. Yesterday was a good day for the pro-cyclical trade. 
which I don't want you to get too caught up in the stay at home versus open the economy. The end result right now is there's kind of a burn going on at the index level. A lot of market participants haven't convinced themselves the market is going to roll over and play dead. We're convincing ourselves that it's going to keep on living with money rotating from growth to value, counter-cyclical to cyclical, mega cap to small cap, stay at home to reopening. I looked at my 401k yesterday. I was like, oh, what a disappointing day. But I looked at some of the things that weren't working last year in my 401k. I said, what a beautiful day. But you get kind of used to your eyes instantly go to last year's winners. How did Disney do? How did Nike do? How did Apple do? Not so great. How did small caps do? How did financials do? How did oil do? Great. Last year, they did suck. They were awful. They were horrible. Horrible. Anyway, elsewhere out there, 10-year treasuries backed up to 1.12%. Just a skosh over 1.1. The 10-year treasury is on a march. It's not a baton death march, but it's something close to that. As the economy got into trouble, as terrorism hit, as unemployment went higher, as all the bad things happened, as COVID deaths spiked, the 10-year treasury was like, limbo, low, 3.5 down to 3. 3 goes down to 2.5. 10-year treasury goes down to 2. How low can you go? Down to 1.5, down to 1, down to one half of 1%. One half of 1% on the 10-year treasury? That is telling you people are pooping their pants. They're frightened. They think the economy is going to heck in a handbasket. And then in the last year, we've gone from 0.5 to 0.75. 0.5 to 0.99. Can we get to 1? Can we get to 1? Can we get to 1? 1 was a big round number. We got to 1. Now we're going to 1, 1, 1, 2, back to 1, 1. But we're definitely, limbo low is now going limbo higher. And again, that little general trend of limbo low was very, very good for stock markets. Tailwind. Limbo higher is a headwind. Now, 1.1, 1.2 is nothing. We can do that one. But if we're going to have to jump, you know, 3.5 on the 10-year treasury, that's a little bit more difficult. I know you're saying, I'm lo- you're losing me on this analogy, Mr. Black. No, I'm not. Ten-year treasury, when it marches from 3.5% down to one-half of 1%, it's telling you there's crisis and banking is getting more and more accommodative to try to stimulate economies. When the ten-year treasury goes from one-half of percent to 1%, that's like a doubling. And it's telling you it's going to get a little bit more difficult. And when it gets from one to one and a half, it's it's a little bit, it's got now gone from half to 1.5. Woo. So in the end, Goldilocks likes the 10-year treasury somewhere between two and a half percent. That's a little bit on the low side to three and a half percent. That's a little bit on the high side. I used to say four to three, but I, I kind of feel like we're in a more accommodative world than ever. I don't even know if we can get back to 3.5%. I don't know what that's going to look like as far as world economies go. Let's say this. There will be no terrorism and there will be no COVID. There will be no war. Intel CEO Bob Swan to step down in February. VMware CEO Pat Gelsinger is going to replace him. That's an interesting one. You get a semiconductor guy being replaced by a software guy. Ooh. 
in a company that is the most legendary semiconductor company in the world? During Swan's tenure, Intel has suffered blows from competitors. Over the last summer, Intel reported that its latest generation ships would be delayed while AMDs were already shipping. Apple announced in the fall that they're going to use their own semiconductor chips in Mac computers, breaking a 15-year partnership with Intel. Yeah, I would say the CEO has had a disappointing tenure. In December, a hedge fund, which is designed to be shareholder-friendly, i.e. an activist, strategic alternative fund, stepped in and said, Intel, you need to do something. Uh, We're going to buy a lot of shares, but you're going to fire people? You're going to have a new CEO. You're going to come up with a different roadmap. You're going to do a merger or acquisition. An activist fund got involved and said, we need something from you boys. Because you've lost market share to AMD, Samsung, and Taiwan Semiconductor. Okay. So now that Biden is coming in and Trump is going out, opponents to $2,000 stimulus checks say they are not targeting lower income people. It's kind of weird. We live in a day and age where you're going to have to justify everything because we live in a cancer culture. Not a cancer culture. Cancel culture. Or is it a cancel cancer culture? Or is it a cancerous cancel culture? Or is it a culture of cancer and cancel? I think it's all of those things. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. After this show, this may be my last time sitting in for CFP Chad Burton, but I think I'm making sense. Mortgage refines and ants demand has spiked 20% as borrowers fear missing out on record low rates. Good. You should have done it about two to three weeks ago, but good. You're still getting pretty low rates on the 10-year treasury being translated into the 15-year mortgage and the 30-year mortgage. Stocks are set for not the best day. Honestly, we got some political theater going on that we're kind of paying attention to. Will Pence pull the 25th Amendment? Nope. Will the House of Representatives proceed to censure and try to get the president mm, impeached? Yes. How will the president react? Tune in tomorrow on Days of Our Lives. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com or just Chad Burton. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I got to see this band open up for another band, and I was kind of excited. Cold War Kids. They opened for AJR last year before the pandemic. Maybe late 2019. Well, they did last year, early 2020. But I was excited, and then I saw them, and I was like, Jesus, they're old. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize the lead singer was 60. You're like, that sounds like alt music. And you're like, no, it's alt music from a band that's been around a long time. Are you looking forward to live music? Definitely in 2022, maybe late 2021. I am. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Stocks open flat today as Wall Street struggles for a direction. Some story stocks of the day. Mama, tell me a story. Target. They said their holiday season comparable same-store sales were at 17.2%. That's pretty impressive. Compared with last year's up 4.2%, they're up 17.2%. Digital sales more than doubled. 
Visa, stock that I own. I grew up as a little boy knowing there was Visa and MasterCard and American Express. And Carl Malden was the American Express guy. And Visa to me was like the cool one. And MasterCard was kind of the international one. I like them all. If you like, if you think the U.S. business, small businesses are going to thrive, you want to own American Express. If you think the U.S. consumer is going to thrive, you want to own Visa. If you think the world consumer is going to thrive, you want to own MasterCard. Is it that simple? You know me. It's start. Twitter. Twitter was upgraded to buy from neutral. They said Twitter is poised to leave negative sentiments stemming from the pandemic and its actions surrounding President Donald Trump behind. Twitter gave up billions of dollars market cap to punish Donald Trump. If that's the way you want to look at it. Or Twitter gave up billions of dollars of market cap to enforce their guidelines. Which if I said some of the things Trump said on Twitter, I would have been suspended and kicked off the platform. I don't know which side of the aisle you come down on. Twitter's very interesting to me because Twitter wasn't that important until Trump came into office. And now that Trump is going out of office, will they stay important? Me and my morning producer, Mr. Andrew, he was saying, I think he, I think he was leaning towards Trump. Mm, I don't even want to put words in his mouth. But I was like, I think Trump did a good thing with Twitter and a bad thing with Twitter. I think it's great that as a politician, I knew what was on his mind. I didn't like what was on his mind, but I thought it was great that I knew what was on his mind. I felt more in touch with um, the president of the United States than any other president of the United States. I would like to go back in time and see what uh, Obama would have tweeted or George Washington would have tweeted. You know, maybe a little less cray-cray than Trump's tweets. Um, Twitter's not perfect, but I, I think... I like the idea of a president, if he can control himself and not get megamaniac. I, I think Twitter's a very powerful tool for the president to communicate to the United States. You know, I, I think press conferences are very 20th century. Um, again, I don't think it's a perfect system is the problem, but it's going to be interesting to see where Twitter goes in the 21st century on the next president. I did kind of like the transparency of it. I didn't like the messaging. I I didn't like the fundraising. I didn't like the I'm better than the other people. Like there were some things of it I didn't like, but I did like knowing a little bit more. And I find myself missing <laughs> uh, checking on in the middle of the night. My job is to be informed to see what's going to happen on Wall Street, and part of that's checking in with with Washington D.C. And I can tell you, I could I could already miss going to. Twitter and seeing what what did Trump say last night or this morning. Uh, there's a new account that's a parody account called John Barron. Obviously, Barron is a play on Trump's son's name. And Trump in the past has created fictional characters to call into radio stations to praise himself. He actually plays his own person. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm just a secretary of Donald Trump. And he, he'll say things exactly like Donald Trump on the radio call. So there's a really funny parody account called John Barron. If you've never seen a funny parody account, maybe this is one. Alphabet's YouTube has suspended President Trump's channel, saying it incited violence that led to last week's assault on the U.S. Capitol. Oh, boy. I can't wait for the movie of this one. How long do you think it's going to take before Hollywood makes a movie? 
of the siege of the Washington Capitol. It's coming. It's coming. And I think Kate McKinnon can play Rudy Giuliani, right? From Saturday Night Live. She's creepy good in the characters that she plays, especially the male ones. Well, Disney's Disney Plus service commanded 6% of the consumer video streaming time in December. That's according to new data from Nielsen. Netflix dominated with 28% of streaming time. That was down from 31% in December 2019. I think I can make a case. I'm not saying this out loud. I'm, I'm at a hypothetical bar on a Friday night. You're sitting down three or four people from the bar for me. I'm having my chicken sandwich by myself. And I can hear two people talking about Netflix versus Disney and how Netflix has the better shows. I'm like, but Disney's growing audience. You should invest in Disney. Disney's got this theme park thing reopening. Disney's got movie theaters likely reopening. And it might fall on deaf ears, but does it fall on deaf ears for you? If I had to only own one stock right now, Netflix or Disney, I'm owning Disney. Doesn't mean it's the right answer, and it means you should consult a burger riser before taking any action on any stocks Rob Black ever mentions. Do I like the international growth of Netflix? Yes. This COVID period, I watched a show from Spain called Money Heist. I think it was the best four seasons of television I've seen in five to ten years. And then later on, I watched a show out of Japan, which was tied towards two seasons of, I don't even want to say what it was about because it doesn't make any sense to review it. Um, it, it was sci-fi and suddenly these three Japanese teenagers are in the future in an alternate world and they're fighting for their lives in a card game. And it was pretty good. So my two favorite TV shows in the last 18 months, in the last five years, were both created by, co-created by Netflix. Um, for their international expansion. Alice in Borderland and Money Heist. Two of my favorite shows in the past five years. And again, I don't watch a lot of TV and I'm not a TV critic, so I don't necessarily go with what I say. But I really like both. And both of them had awful dubbing because I don't know Chinese or Spanish or Japanese and Spanish. I also don't know Chinese. I don't know Farsi. I know a little bit of French to basically get myself in trouble. And I know almost no Spanish. Anyhow, and anyway, um, President-elect Biden is expected to release an economic plan tomorrow. Today? No, tomorrow. Fed Chairman Powell said he will be speaking on Thursday as well. Both of those should be underlying assumptions that are deemed as support. Now, there's some fear issues tied towards the president and impeachment and the reaction of his mob slash fans. And the impeachment dealings in Washington are generating a lot of press attention. And yet, Wall Street hasn't really reacted much, has it? Mark Cuban says he's been holding cryptocurrencies for years without selling anything. Nothing nada. Dallas Mavericks owner let out multiple tweets on cryptocurrency yesterday and revealed that he was a long-term holder. I like Mark Cuban. I don't think he says anything that sounds like he's drunk or high or stoned. 
I think he is a billionaire who's kind of on cruise control of he's learned a lot of lessons. Um, you may like him. You may hate him. I think he, he is pretty sound. A couple of years ago, he goes, hey, if you want to own Bitcoin, you can own 1% to 2% of it, and it's going to do great. It's not going to mess you up. It's not going to derail your retirement. And if it, it hits a home run, you've done great. I'm okay with that. He's, he's suggesting if you want to go fishing in the deep ends of speculation, just do it in moderation. Don't be out there for all 30 years of your investment career. Get a little bit. See what happens. Cuban had a back and forth with co-founder Tyler Winklevoss on monetary supply during which the latter brought up the value of Cuban's basketball team. Mark Cuban said supply and demand is the only thing that values Bitcoin. As far as balance sheets and debasement, he disagrees with one of the Winklevoss twins. So he's not full in the deep end of this, and yet he sees what it is. It's a limited amount of supply of digital coins, of which there was a hilarious article yesterday on the New York Times. that One man has two more guesses left on his password until his Bitcoins lock up and disappear forever on them. And that a lot of people who own Bitcoin, because it is such a complicated password system, something like 20% may lose their investment in it because they've misplaced or haven't figured out exactly how to redeem it or how to use the passcode. I find that humorous. You may not. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. CFP Chad Burton is at chadburton.com, C-H-A-D-B-U-R-T-O-N.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Find Chad at chadburton.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. She gets some new music from Billie Eilish in 2021. Target holiday sales up 17% on e-commerce boom, a trend that continues to play out, that was playing out naturally and healthy with nice growth numbers pre-pandemic. And let's just say you can stoke the fires with the pandemic on anything e-commerce oriented, whether it be the e-sales, retail sales, or the e-retail delivery, or the e-restaurant. Like, uh, a little gasoline got thrown on. And if you have curbside pickup, even better. I love curbside pickup. You mean I don't even have to get out of my car? So I picked up maybe a TV or something for a Christmas gift, and it was during the Christmas season, and it wasn't at my local one, so I had to go into San Francisco, and I was like, I don't want to get out of the car, and boom, they just brought it right out. Beneficer, beneficial, beneficiary of the pandemic era. So let's keep moving forward, shall we? Take a look at the markets. They opened a little bit higher. But I think the political theater right now is the dramatic area of focus. What's going to happen on Capitol Hill? With impeachment, with the last week of Trump's presidency, what 
cray cray thing is going to come out as far as a pardon. What last second war or peace treaty will be signed? Very good questions. Mike Pompeo has canceled a part of his farewell tour. And as a secretary of state, one thing that I can tell you that one thing that Trump did very damage in the United States is he made us look silly as a nation or his presidency brought out the silliness in our nation. And that's damaging in a worldview. There's a reason that after Reagan's presidency where he was kind of a cowboy. He didn't take any flack from terrorists. He didn't take any flack from foreign negotiations with Russia. So he came across as a cowboy. And when I would, you know, when I, I, I grew up and lived in Europe and you would talk to the locals in Spain or in Ireland, um, French people, and they would be like, your president is a cowboy. yippee ki yay and you're like, is that the media perception? Yeah. So perceptions become kind of realities. And right now, we're not exactly the strongest country in the world like we once used to be. We'll get back to it, hopefully. Or we could go, we are number two. We are number two. <laughs> Probably not, right? Marco Rubio. Man from Florida. Man from Miami. Man with a mission, Republican, says, listen to this. This is the last thing I expected out of a Republican's mouth, out of Florida. That's Trump country, you know. He says, on day one, Biden should increase direct payments to $2,000 of his presidency. So between you and me, no one else is listening. We got more stimulus coming. It may not be $2,000 on day one. But there's a little bit of a mandate out there of America needs a little bit more to tie us over. And we tend to like a little bit more on top, not a little bit less on bottom. We want a little bit. I want one more cherry. Mom, can I have one more cherry? One more. No, two more cherries. Two more cherries. This is on the top side of stimulus, not on the bottom side. The $600 stimulus checks that we just got were on the bottom side. So I, I don't know what number we're going to get, but we're going to get some sort of government writing a check, whether it be for a stimulus plan, whether it be for an infrastructure plan. Maybe we go to war and we create a lot of jobs for people who are unemployed. Go and be a soldier, said a father to his son. It's a good job. At a time when you've lost your job, be a soldier. Um, I look at the United States Army as a job training program I know it sounds like an odd thing. A lot of people are like, no, it kills babies. No, they do world peace. I look at it as a job training program. The whole GI Bill, if you're in high school and you don't got money for college and or, and, or you want to learn a skill, you've seen the commercials. Join the army. Become a computer engineer. Become a drone hacker flyer kind of guy. I, I see it as a job training. So... Anyhow, I don't think that's our stimulus plan. I'm sitting in for CFP, Chad, Burton, Amra, Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. You can find Chad at chadburton.com. Taking a look at some of the top stories of the day. 
I think it's fair to say that it was a good day yesterday after a bad day on Monday. It's a bit of a mixed day today. We have market participants who haven't convinced themselves that the market is simply going to roll over and die. But there has been a lot of sector rotation going on. Large cap companies, more money's going to retail. I'm sorry, uh, into small cap companies. There's growth into value. There's counter cyclical stay at home stocks going into cyclical, expand the economy. There's mega cap companies that are going to small cap. Uh, there's stay at home going to reopening. There's always a bull market somewhere. With that said, you should look at your portfolio once, twice, three times a year, or hire a CFP to help you. I like the CFP designation for obvious reasons. I like that there is a little bit more, how shall we say, understanding of the client than maybe a stockbroker or an insurance agent. I prefer the CFP business model. You can find CFP Chad Burton at chadburton.com. That's chadburton.com. A lot of great downloads on the website. Check them out. A lot of free stuff. Check out chadburton.com.